Hello and welcome to Mashley at the Movies. I'm Ashley. And I'm Matt. And this is another episode in our 12 Days of Christmas, where for the 12 days leading up to Christmas, we talk about a movie connected to the holidays. And today's movie is Single All the Way, and Matt's going to tell us a little bit about it. This is a new movie uh, on Netflix, and it stars Michael Yuri as Peter and Philemon Chambers as Nick. They are two best friends uh, uh, and uh, living in California. And Peter's family is back in New Hampshire. Uh, his dad is played by Barry Bostwick, and his mom uh, is played by Kathy and Jimmy. And uh, Peter's getting ready to go home for the holidays, and he has a boyfriend. Uh, th- uh, and he tells him he's going to be going home with the boyfriend, but it, things go awry. And he ends up having to go home by himself. And at the last minute, uh, to kind of save face, uh, decides to take his friend Nick home with him. And the premise of the film basically is that maybe friends can become lovers. <laughs> and so, you know, anything's possible with the magic of the holidays. Mm. That's your setup for <laughs> Single All the Way. What'd you think? So I was really looking forward to this and I really wanted to love it. Um, I ended up feeling pretty mixed about it, um, to be honest. It has the familiar Christmas romantic comedy feel to it. It feels very much like a Hallmark uh, Christmas film, um, but centered around gay protagonists which is a nice change, and I like that aspect of it. Um, it's all very nice. The, the characters are all very nice to each other, and when they, when they go uh, back to New Hampshire to meet Peter's family, I mean, what a wonderful family. They're all so friendly, and, and everyone is accepting of him. I, I like the fact that you know, you know, being gay is not an issue. They're all on board with it and supportive, and... I mean, there's there's hardly any there's hardly any conflict at all in this in this movie, and maybe that's what you want. I mean, maybe it's just supposed to be kind of a relaxing little uh, Christmas romantic comedy, um, which is fine, you know. And I even I even kind of enjoy you know some of the Hallmark movies um, for that for that reason because they're just kind of cozy and, and comfortable. Um, for me, the the success of these types of movies really hinges upon the chemistry between the romantic interests. And I don't know, for whatever reason, I didn't really sense a spark between the leads in this movie, um, our protagonists. And that was kind of the problem for me. I honestly didn't care who he ended up with. (laughs) Um, and, And that's kind of a problem. That's kind of the the only, you know, suspense in this in this film is um, who's he going to end up with, and um, yeah, I there really wasn't a lot of suspense, and I really didn't care. That said, <laughs> I, I I enjoyed the actors in it. Um, I wasn't you know bored. It, it, it has those familiar tropes that um, I think people find comfort in in these types of movies. And if that's what you're after, then, you know, I think this will fit the bill. But what did you think? Well, I don't know about everyone else. For me, if I look at this movie, I look at this movie in two different levels. If I look at it at one level, which is a surface level, um, I like it a lot. Uh, it's, it's, if you're looking for a feel-good Christmas movie that's not too, and you don't look at it too deeply, 
um, this certainly fits the bill. And, and as you said, you know, it's the, the sort of the, the twist here. The thing that I think makes it stand out a little bit more than just, oh, another Hallmark type mm-hmm. Christmas rom-com is, is, you know, two, two gay leads. Um, and so, and I was worried at first, I'll say this. I thought I hated this movie in the first five minutes. Uh, because it starts out and I think it's there in LA, somewhere in California and sunny California, which first of all does not lend itself well <laughs> to, to a Christmas theme. And the gay guys, there was a whole bunch of other gay men initially in this movie and they were just like these, these stereotypes and, and very, I don't know. I was like, I can't stand any of these people and I, I'm not going to like this movie. Thankfully, it moves fairly quickly to New Hampshire where then it becomes a Norman Rockwell picturesque, um, you know, Christmas, uh, chocolate box, uh, place. So (laughs) that helped. Uh, but yeah, so if you look at it, if you don't look below the sheen of this movie, I think it'll be okay. My issue was I couldn't stop think overthinking, if you want to call it that the, the ramifications of this in sort of a real life sense. Um, so a couple of things you talk about the chemistry. I thought that the two leads, uh, you know, Peter and Nick. I thought that those actors actors had good chemistry. The problem is, throughout most of the movie, they're friends. I mean, I know part of the thrust of the film is they're starting to realize that they have feelings for each other, but they've been friends for years, right? And so when you you have characters that are longtime friends. Right, You're, they're not really supposed to. I mean, they can have a certain level of chemistry, but not you know romantic chemistry. So that to me is kind of what I felt. I felt like they have a chemistry. I'm not sure if it's a romantic chemistry. Mm-hmm. And in fact, more than one character in this movie tells them, I think individually, you know, there's this, there's like something going on there between you two, and everyone can see it but you. And I'm like raising my hand, like, and me, <laughs> I, I can't see it either. Um, not romantically, anyway. Right. Uh, I did like the fact that everyone was so nice to each other. Uh, I, I loved seeing Barry Bostwick again and Kathy and Jimmy. Um, all, I think all the acting in here was either good or good enough. Um, but I just, you know, I kept thinking about how th- this is... And again, I said, this is why like, you almost kind of have to look at this as a bit of a surface level fantasy, because I don't know how often in real life people are friends for like years and then fall in love with each other and start dating. I, I just don't know how often that actually happens. Uh, <laughs> and I think that's a, that's a movie Hollywood trope, you know. Um, and one of them, one of the, the two leads actually says in this, um, he there. He's worried about what happens if what happens if they start dating, and they it, that dating aspect doesn't work out. Well, then you ruin the friendship, maybe potentially. Mm-hmm. And so he's really worried about that. And I'm like, that is a totally legitimate concern, mm-hmm. and I think you need to be cautious. Um, and then like Peter wants to move back to New Hampshire, and I, I just have to say like. I don't know, like, to me, there's just a lot that goes into moving across the country. And they treat it like, ah, well, you know, I think I want to move back home. And, I, I, <laughs> you know, they just, it's just, 
I kind of I, I like the world this movie inhabits because everybody's nice and you can just do things like move across the country fairly easily. Yeah, yeah, it's a it's a romantic fantasy, so you're you're not supposed to think too deeply into it. And I, and I totally agree with you about the first five or ten minutes of this movie. I thought we were in big trouble because the the movie was really dealing in some um, gay stereotypes that you know you know, based in reality, they can sometimes be, um, it was really putting me off. And I, in fact, I turned to you and said, I hate all of these people. (laughs) And, um, but yeah, you're right. Thankfully it moves on from that very quickly. And, um, I, I, I loved seeing, uh, Kathy Najimy and Barry Bostwick. They, they were really good as, as Peter's parents. Um, and, uh, Jennifer Coolidge as aunt Sally, I think that was her name. Yeah. Uh, Sandy. 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 Yeah. She, uh, well, she's always an interesting, uh, interesting performer. And um, I don't know, some of the the scenes with her where she's trying to put on this kind of bonkers Christmas play, those didn't always work for me, but they were, they were interesting and different. And um, yeah, (laughs) I don't know. Can it, I say something about Jennifer Coolidge? Yeah. Uh, and, yeah, it is Aunt Sandy. I just looked. So I was learning, I was reading about this movie after we watched it. And, you know, so many people, particularly gay people who were commenting about it, were mm-hmm. like, Jennifer Coolidge is great. More Jennifer Coolidge, you know? And like the guy who like wrote this, like wrote it specific, that character with her in mind specifically. And I'm like, I'm out of, I'm out of some sort of gay loop here because <laughs> like, you know, I remember her from some of the um, Christopher Guest movies, mm-hmm. like Busted Show and A Mighty Wind, you know. And she was, she was funny in there, but a bit of a caricature. And um, I thought she was okay in this. I didn't really, honestly, I didn't care for her character very much. Um, I would say, like, everybody in this movie is nice except for her character. Um, but, like, apparently she's she's got a bit of a following in the, in the gay community. And uh, I, it, it went a little bit over my head. I mean, I... Yeah, her and her little subplot with this play, which, by the way, when we finally saw it performed, was about a five-minute play. <laughs> no. uh, everyone shows up in this hall to watch it, and you see it start. <laughs> and, then, and there's not, like, hardly any, there's no cuts or anything. And, and it, like, in, in five minutes, it's done. <laughs> uh, so I was like, wow, that's a fast, that's a fast play. Uh, anyway, but... Yeah, her her character and her her big subplot. I'm like, you could have just cut this out of the movie. I, I thought I think it would have been okay. Yeah, that was a very strange strange addition. Um, I mean, I've always liked her in those Christopher Guest movies. I'm like you. I don't know. You know, maybe she's famous for some other things as well. But that's all I've seen her in. I do feel like this movie is. Just one to have on in the background. I feel, I kind of feel like this with all the those Hallmark type movies, and this is in that in that vein. It sets a mood. I mean, it does feel Christmassy. There's absolutely nothing to stress over. It's very relaxing. Um, yeah, I mean, that's the kind of movie this is. And if that's the kind of movie you want, then here it is. I mean, the only the only time I felt any anxiety was when. And I still don't understand why they wouldn't let Kathy Jimmy have her fake white Christmas tree. Why they made her take it down. She loved that tree. Yeah, it was a nice tree. Yeah. And they could have had both trees. Why do they have to make her take down the other one? Anyway. But 
<laughs> that's that's the most contentious uh, element of the, in the plot. <laughs> yeah, I will say, I will say, um, the two main characters, Peter and Nick, are very likable, and I kind of wanted them to be together, despite all that I said. So if I switch my brain off, mm-hmm. um, then I mean, yeah, I was just willing to go, and you just kind of go with the current of the movie. Then yeah, I mean, I wanted to see them together. Switching yeah. my brain back on, I'm like, this is fraught with peril. Yeah. Well, and you know, too, I mean, yeah, you were rooting for them, but I mean, it, I don't feel like it would have been horrible. There's there's another love interest, the local uh, ski instructor, who's a perfectly decent guy and seems very nice. Um, I mean, it wouldn't have been the worst thing if if they'd have got, if Peter had chosen him and just remain friends with Nick. Well, what I was curious about when I was watching this is, you know, um, what happens when they go back to California? Cause it's almost like they, they get very, it's very enchanting in this village. I mean, earlier I referred to this as sort of a chocolate box. I mean, it really is, you know, a Christmas village. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I don't know what it's like the other 11 months of the year, but mm-hmm. you know, it's when the snow's falling and it's Christmas time, that is a picturesque Christmassy village. And I can see where you can get very easily enchanted by certain things in that, in a certain environment like that. Mm-hmm. But then I'm like, okay, well, fly back to LA where you normally live and see how things go between you two then. Mm-hmm. Cause I mean, I don't know. It's like they've been friends for years, no romantic sparks. They go to New Hampshire for a week and a half and fall in love <laughs> and whatever. And then they got to go back to L.A. If no, you know, they got to you know settle things out there and stuff. But it's like, eh, let's see how let's see how things go when you're back in reality. Right. I, I, that's the thing. Like I said, you know, that's that's me probably putting more thought into this than I should. Yes. So you're just supposed to roll with the fantasy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. So, uh, what would you give this out of ten? Uh, I'm going to give it a six out of ten. Well, I'm feeling generous. I'll give it a seven point two, uh, and so that means our score is a six point six. It's on the tomato meter, so it has a fresh critic score of sixty four percent and an audience score of seventy six percent. So that is single all the way. Um, you could do much worse this holiday season than this movie. Um, or you could just rewatch some real Christmas classics. That's up to you. The well, choice is yours. If anything, I feel like, you know, you should maybe watch this one, support this one. So maybe we'll have more gay themed, uh, Christmas movies in that the future. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for listening. Thank you. <laughs>